everyone. So this week I am sitting down with my cute cousin, Ashley, and she actually just found out that she got into BYU um, last week, so that is super exciting and I'm super happy for her. And I hope you guys enjoy this podcast and we just talk a lot about the influences that we have in our lives and how much of an impact that these people can have on us and how we can do better in the world and have impact on people positively and using social media to do so. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey everyone. So today I'm sitting down with my cute cousin Ashley. <laughs> she can say hi. Hi. <laughs> um yeah, so I'm just gonna have Ashley introduce herself real quick. Um like she said, I'm Ashley, I'm 17. I live in Las Vegas and yeah, that's Perfect. (laughs) Um, So Ashley is the youngest person I've interviewed yet, so that's exciting. Um, Okay, so describe yourself in three words. Um, Let's see. I would say I'm very determined, hardworking, and generous. I really like those. I like the balance between, like, a powerful person but a very kind person, and I see that in you a lot. Um, do you have a favorite or most used emoji? Um, I don't know. Let me <laughs> look. I think it's just the laughing emoji. Like yeah. laughing, crying? Or just yeah, laughing? like okay. laughing, because I'm always laughing. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, do you have any statements or life mottos that you live by? Yes. Let me, it's a quote. I'll Perfect. It. Where is it? <laughs> oh, just kidding. <laughs> It says, we must never let the noise of the world overpower and overwhelm that still small voice. Ooh, I really like that. I like that. Where did you come across it? I found it on Instagram. I follow a lot of quote pages, I mm-hmm. guess, and I just like to screenshot them so then like, when I'm having like, a hard time or something, I just look back at them so then it uplifts me. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, why did that one like stand out to you the most? Um... I feel like being a teenager, especially in high school, it's hard to not let the world overpower everything, especially because, like, you're comparing yourself to others, and it's just, like, a hard time, and I just think it's important to remember that we're not alone. We have that so small voice to always be with us, and that we need to follow that voice rather than the world. Mm -hmm. Have you had opportunities in your life where you've been able to, like, kind of stop hearing the world around you and follow that still small voice? Um... Yeah, there's been lots of times, like a lot of the times my friends will want to hang out and there's a part of me that's like, no, like you shouldn't go, but then I'm like, but if I don't go, then they're not going to invite me because I keep saying no, mm-hmm. and so like, I kind of want to be with them, but I know it's better that I don't, so most of the time I just don't, because they don't make the best decisions. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. It's better to be safe than sorry. Yeah. And I think that's like really big of you, because in high school, like your friends are your life. Yeah. And in college. You're, they're such a big influence to you, mm-hmm. but that you've been strong enough to say no to those opportunities. What has, like, led you in your life to, like, be so closely, like, to follow the spirit or the still small voice or, like, your inner conscience? Um. So my parents are divorced, mm-hmm. and so a, a lot of the times I just feel, like, alone almost because my mom has to work two jobs since my dad's not around. And when I do feel alone, I really rely on that still small voice mm-hmm. to know that I'm not alone and that I can get through anything and over the how many years has it been like 10-ish years Mm -hmm. that still small voice has just like 
carried me through so many hard times in high school with like relationships with friends with with the divorce as well mm-hmm. so it's just been that's I feel like that's how I've really come close to that spirit yeah well what's it's pretty powerful to know that we do have like a still small voice always mm-hmm. with us and for like people that aren't members of the church like that's still like their conscience yeah and their conscience is always there to guide them and I think that is really powerful to remember mm-hmm. and to follow. And so that's really wonderful that you've, like, had those opportunities to stay with that. Um, how do you define happiness? The first thing I think of when someone says happiness, I just think of the color yellow. Okay. And, like, happiness and, like, light and Jesus Christ. And I think t- to define happiness would just to be saying, like, just trust and to just accept who you are and accept others mm-hmm. so you can truly be happy because you can't be happy if you don't love yourself you don't love others yeah have you like how have you come to like love yourself and love others it's been hard yeah not gonna lie because there are lots of times that I'm like oh I wish I was like her and like today I was at a college audition for dance dance, and I'm like oh I wish I danced like her and I can comparing myself to that person but like but I'm my own person I'm my own dancer I need to accept who I am and if they want to give me the scholarship then they do if they don't then they don't and it's okay and if like Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ can accept me for all the mistakes that I've made then I know that I can accept myself and I especially should be able to accept others because there are other people who do worse things than I do Mm -hmm. yeah sometimes I think it's really easy to love others Mm -hmm. because we kind of see the bigger picture like oh well like they're like a loving child of Heavenly Father, mm-hmm. and, like, so I can love them, but it's always so hard to do that to ourselves. Yeah, Why do you think that is sometimes? I mean, there's no, like, yeah. specific answer. But I feel like it's because... I'm sorry, I'm going to get off spiritual. But no, like, do it. Because Satan knows our weaknesses and our... The things that will bring us down. Mm-hmm. So I think that he tricks his way into our lives, so that makes it harder for us to see who we truly are. Mm-hmm. But we just have to learn how to see past that and to Mm -hmm. just know that we are created in God's image and that he will always love us yeah what things have you done to like bring those truths into your own life I think because I've I have made mistakes my life so like the repentance process I feel like is a very good way to learn how to love yourself especially for the mistakes that you've made because a big part of that is forgiving yourself and Oh, yeah, that's the best thing I think I could think of. Yeah. Um, you also started an Instagram page. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to, like, share a little bit about, like, what that is and why you started it? I haven't really kept up with it in a while. That's okay. <laughs> but it's been a long time, actually. But I started it because I feel like the more I share about my beliefs on the gospel, it helps not only strengthen me, but strengthen other people who might need it. Mm-hmm. And... Because during that time when I started, it was kind of a hard time for me. I was going through, like, a hard trial. But I just got distracted, I guess. But, <laughs> it's yeah, it was very helpful to yeah. release that, kind of, I guess. Yeah. I think social media kind of gets a bad rep yeah. sometimes. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, actually. Yes. But I personally believe that there is so much good to social media. Mm-hmm. I even bore my testimony once in, like, a YSA ward about Instagram. And I was like, this is ridiculous. But, yeah. like, it really is. What things have, like, you followed or how have you turned Instagram into a positive experience instead of one that is, like, a game of comparison? 
Um, I basically went through all the people that I followed and unfollowed all of the negative things that I was seeing or, yeah, I guess things you only see stuff on Instagram. And I decided that I wanted to post a quote every day on my story or just like if I feel like I want to share my testimony, then I'm going to share my testimony and I'm not going to care what other people think because that's who I am and that's what I believe. If people can't accept that, then that's on them. Mm-hmm. And because I do post a quote almost every day on my story, that's like what I'm known for. A lot mm-hmm. of people are like, I really liked your quote today. And like every day I'm like, that's a good quote. Like I needed to hear that today. So I like doing that on social media because it helps me know that like I'm helping other people when they're having a hard time and they go on Instagram and they may see a post that makes them feel bad. And then they see that and like, Oh, I really needed that. Mm-hmm. Like it just makes me feel good. That's awesome. How do you pick your quotes? Are they just um, random or? Kind of. There's an app I have. It's called LDS Media, where I go online called on the website called Etsy, mm-hmm. and I just look up like quotes, and then I go through quotes that stand out to me, and then I just like screenshot them, and then I will look through my quotes I screenshotted, and I'll just I kind of like say a little prayer, like okay, what quote should I post today? Like what? do I need to put on there today that might help somebody else? And so then I just, like, look through my quotes, and then there's, like, this one quote, I'm like, that's the one I need to post today. And well, it's kind of silly because it's, like, social media, like, Instagram, like, no one really thinks about it. But, like, I really want Instagram and, like, yeah. social media to be, like, a positive thing because everybody uses it. Yeah, and I think that is so wonderful that you want to be, like, an influencer for good mm-hmm. because there's so much wicked in the world. I was – I'm in a, in a substance abuse class, and – we were talking about pornography, mm-hmm. and that is, like, the number one looked up item on the internet. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, it's crazy how powerful Satan can be through the internet, something yeah. that we rely on so frequently. But then you have so much good, because I think, like, the second thing looked up on the internet is, like, family history or something. <laughs> something that's, like, complete <laughs> opposite from pornography, but... It's something used for good, mm-hmm. and I just think that there's that constant battle between, like, light and dark yeah. in our mm-hmm. lives. Um, kind of going off of, like, comparison, you've probably heard the quote, comparison is the thief of joy. Yes. Okay, what are your thoughts on that? I think that is completely true, because I find when I'm comparing myself to others, it brings me down. It makes me, like, I'm not good enough, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not smart enough, and then I just get down and it starts to spiral. Mm-hmm. But once I see past that, I'm like, okay, like, I don't need to compare myself to that person. I don't need to compare myself to Brent. I compare myself to my brother all the time. And it's just like, I can't truly be happy if I'm always like looking at other people. I have to look at myself Mm -hmm. and kind of like what I said before, I accept myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's hard to get out of that. Yeah. Though, how have you been able to like step back? And realize that you can't do that. Um, I do this thing. It's called the four by four. I take okay. four deep breaths in and out. And I do that four times. And it really, it calms me down. And it helps me get my sense of mind. And it helps me, like, calm down and just really, like, tell myself it's okay. I don't need to be perfect. I don't need to be, I don't know who I'm trying to think of, like, the person that I, like, idolize the most. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need to be like that. Mm-hmm. I need to just be who I am. And you, my friends always make fun of me for it. It's so funny. Like, I'll be in class and someone says something really smart. I'm just like, it's okay. It's okay. Because, <laughs> like, I didn't think of that or I didn't catch on to that. And it's just, yeah, that's what I do. 
that made sense. That no, was long. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, I love it. I think, I think that's wonderful. I was talking to a girl and she also like has a breathing mantra type thing. Yeah. And she like breathes in and then when she breathes out, she says like a word. And yeah. her word is like joyful. Yeah. And that like kind of just brings her back. And so I think that's wonderful that like meditation, mm-hmm. if you can yeah. call it that, is kind of being brought in more into play in people's lives mm-hmm. because I think one, it's good to recognize that you are like comparing or getting caught up, but it's another to change. Mm-hmm. Like the first step you have to recognize, but yeah. the second step is to change. Which is always the harder step. Oh, yeah. But I think that's really powerful when people have, like, certain mechanisms that yeah. help them kind of get back into their own head. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some things in your life that makes you happy? And these can be, like, the silliest of things. It doesn't matter. Okay. Um, what? I don't know. A lot of the times I just... I sing in my car by myself all the time. <laughs> I do you, who do you jam out to? Oh, like throwback Justin Bieber, like oldies, like Baby and One Time, oh, or like, who is it? Rascal Flatts? Mm-hmm. That's, that's a recent thing that just started. I don't know. It just, it makes me happy when I just blast my music. I just like jam out to like throwback songs and then like, I make, it just makes me feel a lot better. It's fine. <laughs> Backpack falls to the ground. It happens. <laughs> no, yeah. that's awesome. What else do I do? I don't know. I'm just goofy in my car. Or I run around the room in circles. <laughs> like in a weird way. Like with my head down and I just like run. <laughs> I love it. I think that's so cute. <laughs> but I mean, it's honestly the little things in life that yeah. make us the happiest. Yeah. Or like the goofy quirks. But like just make us feel good. Yeah. Um why and how have you made the decision to like choose happiness in life? Because like I personally believe that happiness is a choice mm-hmm. and it's not just something that you're blessed with. Yeah. And even people who are blessed with like being naturally happy, yeah. I feel like they still have to choose. Yeah. So how have you or why have you chosen to yeah. be happy? I agree, it's definitely a choice and I feel like I choose to be happy because it makes life seem a lot more fun and a lot better. I don't know how to explain it, but... And it also just, like, shows other people that there's always a good thing, and it makes me... It's not kind of, kind of selfish in a way, but it, like, makes me, like, like, a good person. Yeah. It makes me... That sounds so selfish, but, like, I just choose to be happy because why would you want to be sad? Mm-hmm. There's no reason that you... There's so much good in the world there are so many blessings that we have and I think to recognize them and to recognize that being happy is always better than being sad is just the way to to go that's what we were here for Mm -hmm. we're not here we're not sent here to be sad Mm -hmm. and to see the bad all the time yeah Yeah. have you always had that mindset no how did you get there um I talked to my mom a lot. I tell my mom everything. And there was a time in my life when I was pretty depressed a couple years ago. And I was talking to my mom about it. And she just, like, her listening to me and, like, helping me through it helped me see that I don't need to be sad all the time. And for me to choose that for myself and not just rely on my mom's happiness was a really big step. Mm -hmm. Once I could see the good and once I started, like, 
practicing that and like really using that, then I was able to be strong enough to tell other people that to help other people with if they were depressed. And it's still a struggle sometimes, mm-hmm. but it's always it's been e- it's a lot easier now for me to like mm-hmm. see the good in the situations. Yeah. Have you been able to help like your younger sister as well with that? I help as much as I can. Okay. When she comes to me, yes, but if I go to her, then it just, it kind of, she starts to spiral. So mm-hmm. I just wait for her to tell me. Mm-hmm. But I try to be the best example uh, that I can be for her because she knows that I struggle with certain things. And so when she sees me push through those hard times that I go through or the hard days, then I hope it helps her know mm-hmm. that she can do it too. Yeah. You're such a good, like, big sister. Example. <laughs> I try. <laughs> You're so cute. Um, can we talk about your mom real quick? Yes. Um, so your mom, and like psychology is involved in her career, yes, correct? Yes. Okay. What does she do exactly? She, well, she's a high school counselor at okay. my at my high school, so she deals with all the crazies at school. Mm-hmm. And she's also a marriage and family therapist. Okay. So Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, she will go out to people's homes who don't have as much and who are struggling. She just talks to them and she helps them kind of find happiness mm-hmm. and. And then on Tuesdays and Thursdays, she has clients that come to her office that will talk to her. And those people are mo- mostly, like, the marriage, mm-hmm. like, people who are struggling in marriage. Mm-hmm. So she can help them through that. And it's just cool to see her do that. And I've actually been to the people's ha- homes before. We mm-hmm. For Christmas, we got all the stuff donated through people in our ward, and we took it out to them and mm-hmm. gave them, like, TVs and couches, like, because they don't even have any of that. They don't have a couch. They sleep on the floor. So we give them, like, a couch and clothes and they were so grateful, and it helped me see that I, I am blessed. Mm-hmm. And it helped my mom. Like, it was my mom's idea because mm-hmm. she wanted us to see that. And so my mom is probably the best example of happiness in my life. Yeah. That is so incredible. I love your mother. <laughs> She's honestly one of the sweetest, best ladies I've ever met. She is. very blessed. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you turn to in particular during hard times or hard depressive periods? Um, the first thing I turn to is my scriptures mm-hmm. and prayer and the gospel, basically, I guess mm-hmm. you could say, because there are certain things that I go through that I feel like I can't talk to my mom right away about mm-hmm. because I know it'll make her like worry and stress and she already has so much to deal with. And so I like go to my heavenly father and I pray and I like plead to him. And I read my scriptures and I do the best I can to stay strong in my gospel. Mm-hmm. And then it's always funny because the first thing I always hear back is just, like, to go talk to my mom. And (laughs) it's, like, my mom and the gospel are the main things I always turn to. Mm -hmm. So that's hard times. Yeah. Um, I love that you have such a wonderful relationship with your mom and with the gospel as Mm -hmm. well. Has she been the one to, like, kind of share or be that example of relying on the gospel? Oh, yeah. Because she's been through so much, like, with my dad and her, with their divorce, it's not been the best, and they don't get along very well. But um, that's okay, because mm-hmm. she knows, she always tells me, like, there's always a plan. This is supposed to happen for a reason, and and she, we struggle as a family to read our scriptures every night, which we're all <laughs> yeah. really busy, like, she works two jobs, and me and my sister are always at dance, but the fact that she tries mm-hmm. and that she 
feels guilty almost for not doing that with us, and she always has something to say that's positive whenever I'm like, I don't get this. Why does it have to be this way? She always finds a way to – I don't know how she does it. I don't know. <laughs> She's just so reliant on the gospel because she tells me a lot. Like, she has us kids, but when we're gone, she just feels so alone. And she really has to rely on the gospel yeah. all the time. That's all she has. I think in the end, it's kind of all we have yeah. as well. Um, <sighs> now I'm going to pick which questions I want to ask. That was the <laughs> hardest part. <laughs> um, if someone were to ask you why is it important to actively choose happiness, what would you say to them? Why is it important to actively choose happiness? I think it's important to always choose happy because it just honestly makes you a better person. I feel like because I know through the when I choose to be happy it makes me serve others. It makes me I don't know. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how else to explain it. To actively choose happiness. It's just important because that's all we're here for is to be happy. So I would I don't know. Yeah, no that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> when I say like I guess actively choose happiness, like what do you picture? For me personally, I picture uh, me at practice, at dance okay. practice, when a lot of my teammates are making me mad mm-hmm. or irritated because there's lots of drama. I just choose to let it go, and she's like, I'm here to dance. I'm here to become a better dancer. I'm not here to dwell on all the drama. Mm-hmm. Like that, that stuff doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And so then once I let all that go and I can be my happy self, then practice is a lot better for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that's the first thing I picture, but that's just kind of no. what I think of. I think that's great that it's, like, a real-life experience for mm-hmm. you rather than, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, no, just choosing to smile. But, like, <laughs> I love that, like, you have to actually apply it. Mm-hmm. Um, Has bit dance played a large factor in your life when it comes to, like, happiness and, like, expressing yes. your emotions in general? Yes. It's the way I release myself. Mm-hmm. Like, when... Sometimes I'll sit after practice if I have a hard day, and I'll just play music, and I'll just dance to it, and then I leave feeling so much better. Mm-hmm. So I guess you could say dance is another thing I turn to for mm-hmm. happiness. It's just how I express myself. Mm-hmm. It's nice. When did you start dancing? When I was three. three. Wow. Yeah. Did you start out with ballet? Yeah. Okay. I think all little girls start out with ballet. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and then how has, like, the dancing progressed as you've gotten older? Um... I started at a studio, okay. and I was there till my freshman year of high school. Okay. So my whole ba- life, basically. Awesome. And Long time. <laughs> yeah, it was a struggle. It was very political, and I never got noticed, and so it was kind of hard, and that's kind of the, the, the depressive part of my life, mm-hmm. when I mentioned earlier. It was really hard mentally and physically, and since I have left my studio, I've been a lot happier because I have had more time to rely on the gospel and more time to be able to dance how I want and how because at school at my dance when we dance at school I I'm allowed to choreograph my own stuff for the team or for me or for my sister and yeah I don't know if I answered your question yeah no I like that okay <laughs> um so does some is dance something that you want to pursue for kind of like the rest of your life or have aspects of it in your life yeah I kind of am thinking of more like helping others who have injuries in dance. Mm-hmm. But if that doesn't work out for me, I feel like I also want to open up my own studio 
that I can help others find their voices because it's how I found my voice. Mm-hmm. And I just hope it doesn't turn into a negative thing. Mm-hmm. But I think if you're I in control wanna, of it, yeah, it won't. I just want to help those who struggle like find their voices through something that they love to do. Yeah. Um. Do you have any words of advice for people that may be going through a trial or something as like hard as like failing a test or a long depressive period? Do you have any words of advice or encouragement or any calls to action, I guess, for them? I think the biggest thing that I could the, I could say is just to um, know that everything always works out. Everything happens for a reason. And when you said failing a test, the first thing I think of is like, oh my gosh, I do that all the time. Um, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so and like, I have to remember that that test doesn't determine my future. Mm-hmm. Like, it depends on what kind of test I guess you could be taking. Sure. But like, if it's just like a math test, that's not gonna determine who you marry, how many kids you have, and like, it doesn't determine if you get back to heaven or not. Like, it's you have to look at the bigger picture of things mm-hmm. and not just focus, oh my gosh, I just got an F on that. How am I supposed to become better? Yeah. It's always, okay, I failed that. Now I know that I've studied this way instead of this way. Mm-hmm. And it's just all a learning process, I think. Yeah. I agree. Um, being here at BYU, it's a very competitive school. Mm-hmm. And I hate it for that. Like, <laughs> I honestly, once a week, I probably say I hate Utah or I hate BYU. Yeah. Like, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> and I think a reason why I do dislike BYU so much is because of the competitive mm-hmm. aspect. And people are like, oh my gosh, I did so terrible on a test. And I was like, what'd you get? They're like, a B plus. Oh, I'm like, gosh. are you kidding me? I just got a 58 on the test. <laughs> but. You're right. I've never kind of thought about that. Like, cause at first you said it doesn't affect like your outcome of life. And I'm like, yes, it does. Like it affects like if I get into grad school or if yeah. I get into college, yeah. but it has nothing to do with marriage. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't. Like it doesn't have anything to do with my life or getting into heaven or going to the temple or like taking the sacrament on church. Yeah. <laughs> it has, it doesn't affect anything except that one class. Yeah. And if that's all it affects, like that is good like I'm good with it yeah this small ripple effect but I think that's really cool that you have that mindset to be able to think okay no like I need to step back and look at the bigger picture mm-hmm. um I guess lastly who or what inspires you and why I have the first person that comes to my mind is my mom because of all the things that she has gone through when she was a kid to when she's a teenager to now she just inspires me to stay strong and to stay happy and stay positive all the time. All my friends, like, she worked at my school, mm-hmm. so all my friends like, how is your mom always so happy? She deals with the most cranky people, and she tells me all the time that her coworkers, like, try to get her in trouble all the time, and she's always so positive about it, and I don't understand how she does it, because when people do that to me, I get so angry, and that is one of the things that I struggle with, is having to like not get angry when people purposely do things to make me mad and I just don't know how she does it but that's something that she's helping me work on right now as I get ready to come to college Mm -hmm. because once I'm here I can't go to her like room every night and say mom this is what happened like I can always Mm -hmm. call her but it's not the same Mm -hmm. to like see her face so I would always have to say my mom is my biggest inspiration for any aspect in life anything
That's so wonderful. Um, well, thank you so much for taking the time out of the short. She's she's in Utah for 24 hours, and she decided <laughs> to sit down and talk to me. So thank you so much. I really yeah. appreciate your time here. You're just the best. That's good. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> See you guys later. Bye. Well, I hope you all enjoyed that episode and that we could all learn something from Ashley. I love how she talks about her passion for dance and how that is a way that she's found her voice. And I know that we can all find our voice through doing different things that make us happy and that we're passionate about. I also hope that we can all learn to use social media for positivity rather than to have it as a place of contention or jealousy. Um, I just think it's really powerful that we can learn these lessons from high schoolers. Not saying high schoolers are bad or anything, but it also just shows that for being so consumed in media, they are trying to use it for a better reason. Anyways, hope you enjoyed that episode. Have a good week. See you next week. Bye.